Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the launch of 6SR Northern Fellow, Professor Tan Taeyong's book, The Idea of Singapore, Smallness Unconstrained. We are delighted to have Minister for Social and Family Development and Second Minister for National Development, Mr. Desmond Lee here as our guest of honour. Minister will deliver his remarks, followed by Professor Tan, who will share his thought process and conceptualisation on his lecture series. We'll then launch the book. But first, to kick off today's proceedings, IPS Director, Mr. Janada Steven, will deliver the welcome remarks. Welcome everyone, Minister for Social and Family Development, Mr. Desmond Lee, our sixth SR Northern Fellow, uh, Professor Tan Taeyong, distinguished guests. Welcome to the launch of uh, the idea of Singapore uh, smallness unconstrained. It's a very um, fetching title and as a physical reminder of its size being unconstrained, it is the thickest volume in our <laughs> series of lectures. But that's because uh, Taeyong is the only one among the six fellows to have delivered as required the maximum number of lectures, six. <laughs> All the... <laughs> Yeah. The SR Northern Fellowship, um, we announced it first in 2013 on the occasion of IPS's 25th anniversary. It's been six years since then. Uh, it was established, as the name suggests, to pay tribute to our former president, SR Northern, uh, whose long time contributions to Singapore um, extended beyond his presidency, began well before his presidency, and extended beyond his presidency. Um, our gratitude goes as always to both the individuals and corporations who donated to the fellowship and, um, and um, it is still going strong and, um, and um, we uh, hope to have many more um, series of lectures um, um, for the IPS Northern Lecture Series. The next lecture series will be actually conducted by Professor Chan Heng Chi. Um, and, uh, uh, She's not the first woman. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Ravi Menon was also supposed to give a series of lectures, but for various reasons, his has been postponed uh, to the next academic year. Uh, but um, next semester, uh, Heng Chi will give a series of lectures. Um, we have completed six um, IPS Northern lecture series so far, and um, we are, as I said, in the midst of preparing more lectures uh, to discuss critical issues for Singapore. Um, the book series, I'm told, has sold about 13,000 copies in total, which is actually not that bad. Um, and our lectures have attracted a total audience size. This is accumulative <laughs> over six years. Uh, it doesn't sound as impressive as I had hoped, about 8,000 people. Uh, <laughs> But um, uh, lots of people came to uh, Taeyong's lectures, I'm happy to say. Both students and um, older people like most of us here. Uh, <laughs> um, and actually, um, the terms of the lectures demands that we hold the series at NUS. That was actually meant to enable students to attend the, the lectures. And in the, in the case of Taeyong's lectures, uh, it, the, the promise was fulfilled. Um, Professor Taeyong is the first among the academics, who's an academic and a historian, to give the series of lectures. The rest were mostly civil servants, diplomats, 
one businessman. Um, he's also, as I said, the first to deliver six uh, lectures. Uh, his series highlights moments in Singapore's histories, history and connects them to certain enduring themes about our past. First of all, geography, regional networks, and of course, global networks. Globalization long preceded globalization, as it were. Uh, he discusses choices and contestations and reminds us that Singapore, while navigating tensions, there's a very good uh, lecture in the series about how Singapore is both a city and a country. And I find that actually the most um, enlightening of the six uh, lectures because it is absolutely primary to our existence. There is no other city of this size that is also a country. And there is certainly no other country of this size that is only a city. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 I think it's a very insightful uh, thing and one of the many uh, insightful chapters in the book. Um, while acknowledging the uncertainties that Singapore faces, um, he speaks hopefully of the idea of Singapore and how as individuals we can enhance our historical consciousness and expand our historical imagination. So thank you, Professor Tan. I'm glad you accepted this invitation and fulfilled the terms of the fellowship so fully and, and so responsibly. The, the series contains both the lectures he delivered as well as the discussions that followed. And there's one um, um, chapter that consists largely of a discussion between Professor Tan and Professor Wang Gangwu which is also one of the most insightful uh, passages in the book. So thank you very much for completing the book and for, and for, and for gracing this event. Thank you, Mr. Deven. May I now invite Minister to deliver his remarks, please. Very good afternoon, Mr. Jananas Devan, Director of IPS, Prof. Tan Tayong, our sixth SR Nathan Fellow for the Study of Singapore. Uh, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, and I'm very pleased to be here at the launch of the, of the idea of Singapore, uh, smallness unconstrained, by none other than Professor Tan Tayong. The IPS as our Northern Fellowship for the Study of Singapore has covered a broad spectrum of topics, ranging from the necessary evolution of Singapore institutions and governance for the next 50 years, coping with complexity in governance, foreign policy, social values that Singapore needs to develop to continue to succeed to our urban future and our living environment. Prof Tan's series is the first to pause and examine Singapore's historical evolution. It is especially timely at this juncture, 200 years after the arrival of the British and 700 years since Sang Nila Utama founded Singapore. Prof Tan is the first SR Nathan Fellow who is an academic, as Jonathan said pointed out. In his six lectures, he provided a broad sweep of Singapore's 700-year history, taking audiences through enduring themes in our past, geography, regional networks and connectivity, and globalization. And how these 
continue to be relevant to us today. Prof Tan's book, which is an edited collection of his lectures, zooms in on key moments and periods in our past in a manner that is accessible and easy to digest. So the book in its frame is small, but it's unconstrained in its content and certainly pushing the boundaries of thickness. <laughs> he also underscores the idea that history is all around us, not just an examinable subject to be learned in classrooms, but something that can shed light on how our families, communities and nation, and in fact, our very being came to be. Prof Tan has also weaved in fascinating resources and nuggets of history into his lectures. He reminds us that Singapore, while navigating modern-day tensions between city and nation, has a complex cosmopolitan past with regional and global connections. Reflecting on this past can help us think about our future. Allow me now to say a few words about the man himself, Professor Tan Taeyong. He wears many, many hats such as the President and Professor at Yale NUS College, Honorary Chairman of the National Museum of Singapore, where we are today, Chairman of the National Collection Advisory Panel of the NHB, just to name a few. He's also a prized member of the Singapore Bicentennial Advisory Panel, together with a, a group of very eminent people who have come on board to help Josephine, myself, Jean, and the rest of the team. He also was a former nominated member of parliament and had the privilege, I believe, to sit right across from you. <laughs> it's like sitting opposite your university professor. <laughs> Prof Tan has spent nearly three decades as a faculty member of the National University of Singapore's Department of History. And over these years, he has served the university in key leadership roles. At the same time, he has published extensively on the Sikh diaspora, the social and political history of colonial Punjab, decolonization and the partition of South Asia, and of course, the history of Singapore. I've known Prof Tan from since our days as fellow parliamentarians, but I just highlight four encounters with him in four different capacities, which give, gave me a, a, a sense of the measure of this man. First, of course, was in Parliament. And uh, you see the CV, uh, a professor, a uh, historian. But in Parliament, his speeches were not just deep in thought, but rich in passion. And one could sense through what he said and how he said it, uh, that he knew his stuff as an academic would, but he felt the issues and could connect with Singaporeans and certainly people in the house who were listening and feeling what he had to say. The second occasion, of course, was at Yale NUS. And I'm not sure, Prof, you recall but uh, you very kindly hosted some of the friends of Ubin Network uh, who wanted to share with your students about the community work that they did on the island. So it was entirely ground up, 
they organized it with Professor Tan, and then they said, by the way, Desmond, just come along. I was very happy to come along. And there I could see how Professor Tan gave opportunities for his students to expand their breadth of experience and to get exposure to community, to people, to people's emotions and feelings, but about their sense of purpose and place. And whilst it is an emerald green island, Pulau Ubin in the northeast of Singapore, uh, he could see the value in allowing this community group to engage the students in a very wonderful evening, if you recall, very warm and, uh, and, uh, and uh, encouraging session that we had. The third occasion was on our water, was on our water. And uh, the Singapore Canoe Federation felt that, well, perhaps we should take Singaporeans on a journey of exploration on our waterways, which normally would not be permitted by our many regulatory authorities for various regulatory reasons. But somehow we got approval and we decided to paddle from Kalang all the way under the Helix Bridge into the Marina Bay. And I met Prof Tan and Sylvia. Uh, couldn't recognize them because they had these hats, sunglasses, and lots of sunblock. <laughs> but paddling in the water, you could see a loving couple uh, who love Singapore dearly because for them and for the others around in the fleet, uh, it was seeing our city and the evolution of our history from a vantage point that few would have the privilege to see. And so if we have the next trip, please come and join us. And of course, the last data point I'd rely on is Prof Tan's tremendous contribution to the Singapore Bicentennial Advisory Panel. And every meeting would gain new insights, fresh perspectives, be challenged in our narrative and in the way we present the different strands of Singapore history. And of course, not to mention his partnership with many other academics to produce 700 years of Singapore history, which I'm halfway reading through. You can examine me after that. But with his lectures and his, this book, Prof Tan has definitely succeeded in advancing the aims of the very eminent Ezra Nathan Fellowship to promote public understanding and discussion of issues of critical national interest during his tenure. So congratulations, Prof Tan. And I look forward to your continued sharing, not just with the academic field, but with Singaporeans of all walks of life. Thank you very much. Thank you, Minister. May I now invite Prof Tan to deliver his remarks, please. Thank you, uh, Minister Janadas, for your very kind remarks. Um, I'd forgotten about the canoeing trip. It was a very nice trip, uh, very hot, but uh, you're absolutely right. My wife and I got to see parts of Singapore from a vantage point that we wouldn't have been able to if not for the trip. And I look forward to a future opportunity, Minister, if you would have us again. Um, I'm very pleased that uh, these lectures and this book uh, have met with the uh, 
expectations of uh, Director Jadadas Devan. Um, he's a tough uh, taskmaster. Uh, when he asked me to uh, consider this fellowship, um, his first advice to me was that um, you have to do six lectures. I protested. I said, but my predecessors all did three or four. Uh, why do I have to do six? He said, no, you have to do six. So I, I, I couldn't persuade him uh, to uh, lower the amount. But in a way, with hindsight, I'm glad that I succumbed to his pressure because uh, the six lectures gave me a chance to explore various themes, bring them together, and also to bring out the thickest book in a series, might I add. Um, his second uh, advice to me was that, um, and this proved to be a bit of a challenge, that these lectures should not simply be a history course. He was mindful of the fact that I'm a history professor, and history professors will just run a course like that, and I could give 13 lectures easily. But he said this should not just be a history course, the history of Singapore from year A to year B. So this is not what he wanted. So I had to now think of, uh, I had to then think of presenting a series of lectures that should not just inform, but should stimulate thinking as well. I thought that the lectures would be a good opportunity uh, for me and for the audience to have an ongoing conversation about our history and how we should be thinking of our history. So it's not just informing, it should not just be didactic teaching, but it should be triggering thinking and how we could uh, understand and think of our history. So I thought um, six lectures was interesting, but how do I hold them together? This posed another challenge. How could I think of a series of our history that has some coherence and perhaps could present an overarching theme or an argument? So it should not just be a series of disconnected lectures, but something that can hold together and be sort of uh, be presenting uh, a, a good argument, a good overarching theme. So eventually, I decided to identify the enduring themes which you have heard earlier that had influenced Singapore's long history. And this long history is not just 200 years, but 700 years, and how these themes continue to play themselves out over the long durée. And I thought I'll use these themes to hold the lectures together. You've already heard about these themes. The first is geography. And the thing about these themes is that it is perennial. It, not, it did not just occur a few hundred years ago or a few decades ago, but it continues to define, shape, and influence Singapore's current position and possibly the future. So you've heard about geography, how Singapore's location determined its evolution. You've heard about regional networks, how Singapore was defined by the flows and interactions of people and ideas. It was true of the past, it remains true today. And third, of globalization, how Singapore was and will continue to be shaped by larger forces of globalization, forces beyond its shores. And it is my contention that these themes were consistent throughout Singapore's history and they constitute the continuities in our history. So we had a 700-year history, and there were continuities in this history, and these themes would help us understand those continuities. But while they were continuities and consistencies, the historical trajectory of Singapore was not a linear one. There were ups and downs, there were cycles, and throughout, history, history presented opportunities and yet imposed limitations. There were times when Singapore thrived and flourished, and periods when the island faded into oblivion. And this is an important lesson for all of us because history continues to unfold for us. And the question is, what next? This is where history can be relevant. History may not tell us about the future, 
but knowing history can certainly help us as we think about the future and make decisions that will shape that future. So in drawing all these themes together and seeing how Singapore has evolved through many forms, as a classical emporium, as a feeder port, as a colonial port city, as a city-state, nation-state, etc., I ask myself, how would I characterize the essence of Singapore? I can describe what Singapore has been at different times of its history, but was there an essence? Was there something that defined Singapore? What is Singapore? We can, we can define it as a nation-state now, we can call it a colony, but what is Singapore? This is how I came to the question that now forms the main title of my book, The Idea of Singapore. What was or is this idea? In my mind, it is about how Singapore often has had an expanded presence and function beyond its limited physical size. Hence, smallness unconstrained. And you can read smallness unconstrained in many, many ways. Not just physical expansion, but ideas, ambition, reach and influence. So size is of, has often been seen as a constraint, but throughout Singapore's historical experience, Singapore the port, Singapore the colony, Singapore the city-state, size has never constrained Singapore's ambition and reach. Hence, smallness uh, was not constrained. So here you have it, the lectures now encapsulated in this book, The Idea of Singapore, Smallness Unconstrained. I hope historians and non-historians will find the book stimulating, and I hope that some of the questions which I have not adequately addressed in this book will trigger further research and investigation. Thank you all for coming to the launch this afternoon, and to my colleagues, friends, students, and various supporters who have attended my lectures faithfully, thank you for supporting me throughout this venture. Good afternoon. Thank you, Prof Tan. May I now also invite Minister and Mr. Devon on stage to launch the book, please. Okay, we will now launch the book. <laughs> Prof Tan will now present Minister with a copy of the book. And Mr. Devon will give Prof Tan a token of appreciation from IPS. May I invite Minister, Mr. Devon and Prof Tan to stay on stage to take a group photo, please. So uh, we were thinking of a title and I thought that we should uh, show Singapore's connectivity, which is a central theme in my book. So the Tuas port basically represents Singapore's ambition, but also it's connected to the past because Singapore has been a very successful port city. So we decided to feature the Tuas part of Singapore and the connectivity through the ships that continue to sail in and out. Uh, in, in very busy ways. But more importantly, air connectivity is now a very important aspect. So the tip, the wingtip of a plane, the aerial view, and the maritime space, the sea, and blue is a very, very nice colour to represent that. And then there are two rays of sunshine to show the, the promise, the future, the rise of Singapore as the rise will continue. So that was the idea behind the cover of this book.
and the idea will never disappear. <laughs> so the, the book signing by Prof Tan will take place on stage after this. Thank you, Minister, for being here with us at this book launch, and thank you all for joining us today. <laughs>